25 Production androids activated now The tape is rolling the red orb is glowing 20 Audience receptor units activated now 15 Music distribution equipment activated now 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 All units three, activated countdown terminating Countdown complete. All units functioning. Movement commencing. We have liftoff. I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had to strip playing. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. I guess really messing up with my spring break.
first guy you kiss can't be Papa John, okay? And listen, here's a big moment. First of all, I have no idea why Papa John's on the field. Shame on the NFL for having him on the field. But if you're Peyton Manning, you have enough money. The first... How do you go from using 20,000 masks to 300,000 masks? Can't be done. Go investigate that. You go investigate that. You have your military, your FEMA investigate that. That's your job. You're in charge of this. If this is a war, they're still in your supplies. What do you do? Tell them, you tell the media to go investigate it? What, get back in six weeks or two months as more people die on a daily basis? That's what's wrong here. There's a disconnect. We're watching one thing happen in our city on the 11 o'clock news every night. We're watching people die, and now we know people who die. And we're not seeing one or two people die now in our neighborhood. We're seeing them die by the tens and twenties by the day. They're bringing people out of the hospital in Queens in body bags. Five minutes from where he grew up. We here know this isn't right. You get the guys in the metropolitan area and ask the cops in New York if it's right right now. Ask the firemen in New York who are answering those police calls right, answering those ambulance calls if it's right right now. Ask the nurses and the doctors in that hospital if it's right right now. They know it's not. They don't have the supplies they need. So don't give me the my pillow guy doing a song and dance up here on a Monday afternoon when people are dying in Queens. Get the stuff made, get the stuff where it needs to go, and get the boots on the ground. Treat this like the crisis it is. And how can you have a scoreboard that says 2,000 people have died and tell us it's okay if another 198,000 die? That's a good job. How is that a good job in our country? It's a good job if nobody else dies. 
Not if another 198,000 people die. So now 200,000 people are disposable? Buddy McConaughey here, just want to say in these crazy times uh, that we're in coronavirus, um, let's take care of ourselves and each other. Uh, let's not go to the lowest common denominator and get paranoid. Let's do our due diligence, take the precautions we need to take care of ourselves and those of us around us. Right now, more than ever before, we're all more dependent on each other than we ever have been. But we have an enemy in coronavirus. That is faceless, that is raceless, sexless, non-denominational, and bipartisan. And it's an enemy that we all agree. We want to be. We want to be, we're going to be. Alright? So, in this time when people are going to move on, the economy is going to be in shambles. They don't that long.
Welcome to the best show. This is Tom. I'm here on a Tuesday, right? It's a Tuesday. It's always a Tuesday, right? We do it on Tuesday and we do it on Tuesday. That's how we do it. We've been doing it that way since beginning of time, it seems like at this point, like we've been doing it, but that's a good thing. We've been here. We're the originals, baby. We've been doing this for the longest time. Well, let me say welcome to the best show, first of all. Welcome to the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the show. It's very exciting to have you here doing the show late March. Uh, quarantined here. I'm in Los Angeles. Doing what I can. Hiding out. Trying not to get sick. Hoping not to get sick. Bleak. Scary. Gotta be positive. I'm positive, but it is scary. But I am positive. But it's scary. But I am positive. But it's scary. Got a good show for you. We've been doing the show bit by bit by bit by bit. Piecing it together. Uh, Today's show, we're going to have Nick Thorburn from Islands and Unicorns. I uh, drove over to his house, threw the cord out, had the conversation with him, kept the distance, stayed safe, rolled it up, sanitized. He played some songs. He was very nice, very talented, great new songs. Love it. Love him. Let's all, uh, you know, because I what I'm doing is I drive to people now. I drive. I drive over. Got a Zoom recorder. Throw a 25-foot sanitized mic cable out, wearing gloves. They plug a microphone in. I talk. They talk. It's recorded. Spool it back up. Sanitized. Once again, hands protected. Drive away. Put the recording into an episode of The Best Show, and there it is. We build it, and that's how we get The Best Show. So... That's what we did with Mark Marin and Lynn Shelton. We talked to them and we talked to Jake Fogelness and now we're talking to Nick Thorburn, our first musical guest. And, uh, there will be more to come. So stay tuned for that. And please listen to the best show. And please everybody stay safe, stay healthy. It's scary. I know how scary it is because I'm one of the people that's scared. So it's all we can do. And enjoy this episode of The Best Show, because I'm going to keep doing what I can do. Here's the things I can do. One, try to stay uh, healthy, not get sick. And if I get sick, uh, I just hope, hope, any one of these uh, people that, that gets crushed by it. That's all I can hope. I'm ter- terrifying. But I can do that, and I can keep writing and doing my stuff to take care of myself, and I can keep doing The Best Show. And do something fun for everybody. Help you all, everybody get through their, uh, their days. So yeah, so we'll do that. And we got, uh, got some good stuff coming up. A couple cool people I recorded already and more to come and other stuff and talking to the guys back in New Jersey again. And we're going to do it all here. If I'm scared, I'm scared. I don't know, but I, I can't quit. We can't quit. Got to keep going. So let's keep going. Hello, Besha. Hello. 
Hello, Tom. I I don't know if you remember me. My name is Royden Ziegler, and I'm calling from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. Where- no, no. I I know I know exactly who you are. This is Philly boy Roy. I I, yeah. I know who you are, Roy. I don't know why you would think I wouldn't know who you were. I mean, honestly, I can't even remember the last time we spoke. But you know, let you know. me think. Let me think. I. I honestly can't remember neither. I'm thinking it was maybe, I don't know, 2006? 2006? No, it yeah. was it was much more recent than 2006. Okay, you know, you're you're probably right. You know, I I got so much going on inside and outside of my head. It's like a Terry Gilliam flick up in this piece. It's uh-huh. it's kind of like it's kind of like Lou, Lou Reed told me that night I was listening to that live album where he's on coke. My decade beats your Fortnite. Um, <laughs> that's well. I I know what you're talking about. I think you got it a little wrong. It's um, my week beats your year is what Lou said. Wait, that don't make no sense at all. That my week beats your year. Yeah. No, it, no it, it it should be my decade beats your Fortnite. Fortnite is two months. That's a long time. Well, no, I mean, well, Fortnite is, is, is two, two weeks, I think. No, oh, it is? Yeah. But okay, well, you, but it makes total sense now. Oh, no, but it's not. Two months or two weeks doesn't make a thing versus a decade, oh. Roy. It's basically, he's saying, I do more in a week than you do in a year. Oh, I thought he was saying I do less in that time than you do in in that time. So I got it reversed. Is that right? You might have it reversed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, let me write it down so I don't blow it next time. Yeah. No. Let, try to try to keep track of that. What was that from from Take No Prisoners? I think so. Yeah. It's when he he uh, he he's a little off that night, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting choice to be like, and this is the one. Let's put that out as a two LP set. Let's pick the night where the guy tightened the microphone stand so much, so hard that I actually comment on it. <laughs> yeah, where I I'm gonna go off on a where where I'm gonna not be sure if I'm a musician or a stand up comic or maybe I'm both. I don't know yet, but we're going to certainly find out when you buy that. You're going to find out when you buy this record. You're going to find out that I ran it all up the flagpole and some people did salute. They did. I'm sure they did salute. Yeah. That uh, people liked. Yeah. Well, uh, well, now that you got that straight, that, that will maybe make things a little easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. My life just got a hundred percent easier. Thanks so much. Well, you know what? I, well, yeah, you're right. Okay. I do. I do. Yeah, I do. yeah. Yeah. So, so Roy, what um what have you been up to? Do you really want to know? Do I really want to know? Yeah, I do really want to know. Okay. Well, strap yourself in because shit is about to get R. Okay. You know, that's a weird. First of all, it's weird you're cursing. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep the Try to keep the show relatively, uh, but I don't know why you would curse, curse and then, then not say the, say just the letter R. It's very odd. 
Oh, well, look, I, I don't know what's acceptable no more. You know, everything's canceled. Am I, I, I'm, I might be canceled. I don't know. It's like, used to, you used to be able to say stuff like my Johnson hurts. You can't say that no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's really, it's really tough out there, huh? It's real tough for me. <laughs> yeah. And guys like me. <laughs> yeah. That you just can't say literally any thought that crosses your mind. That you can't say it without potential consequence. The ultimate unfairness, if you ask me. Sure, it is the ultimate unfairness. I hear you. Yeah. You know. All right, so you you want to know what's going on in Ziglerland, right? I, I do, yeah. I do, Roy. Okay. Well, let's go back to last December, okay? Mm-hmm. You know the band The Misfits? Yeah, of course. The legendary okay. punk band. Yeah, yeah, from New Jersey. A- anywho... Just before Christmas, they're all set to play the Wells Fargo Center in Philly, all right? Super Bill, Agnostic Front, and the Dropkick Murphys were also on the bill. They play the best melange of punk and ska, if you ask me. Uh, Dropkick Murphys? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and they also, um, they also just kind of run it through a pretty, a pretty fun, uh, uh, Super Irish! Yeah, like a, like a, like a, like a, a, like a pseudo Celtic feel. Pseudo what? Well, well, you know, it's like I don't know what that, that one song. That one. That's uh. It seems like they wrote it's. It seems like they wrote it to be a Sam Adams commercial. Could be, you know, we all need new revenue streams now, Tom. Well, no, the business has changed, and I understand bands needing uh, uh, a variable uh, revenue streams. What? That's very. That's that's a lot of like very business school kind of lingo for you. Oh yeah, I uh, I read Consequences Sound just about every week. Okay, so you're up on you're up on the latest. Then. I know all the stuff about the streams. You know, back in my day when we talked about streaming, it was more about. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh, well, you probably had to beep somebody. Yeah, well, that I definitely did. I missed the other one. That one. I could say it again if you want. Both no, no, no. That, that's okay. That's okay. No, that's okay. so. That's what streaming, of course, that's what your idea of streaming would have been. Yeah, still kind of is. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, the Misfits are doing this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, now, Tom, you know I like all kinds of music, right? You know, I, I like rock. I like hard rock. I like sleaze rock. I like power grind, uh, porno grind, grind. So, you know, over the years, I've become friendly with all kinds of bands from all kinds of genres who've come through Philly. And mm-hmm. when I was driving a cab back in the day, what I would do is I would pull up to a venue 
and I'd hang out there until the band came out, and then I'd go, yo, you want a free ride somewhere? And 90% of the time, they'd take me up on it, and over the decades, I became pretty friendly with all the cool bands. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, like who? Well, like Blue Oyster Cult, uh, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, Pablo Cruz, Testament, Van Morrison, uh, Effed Up, Vern Gosden, uh, Camera Obscura, Death Angel, uh, who else? Del Fuegos, uh, Parliament, BTS, uh, who else? Papa Roach. So you've had, in your cab, you had, there's like, I think, seven guys in BTS, and you had... Oh, yeah. You had them all, and, and, and Parliament then, which has at least seven people in Parliament. It was a suburban. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, so you're, you're meeting all kinds of bands. Oh yeah. 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 So, all right. So now it's the day the Misfits show back in December. And so I, I go over to Wells Fargo Center to just kind of hang out by backstage in my cab. Mm-hmm. Wait. So you still drive a cab? No, but I was in one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can kind of guess how you got your, your, your mitts on a cab. I prefer you didn't. Yeah. You'd prefer I didn't. Why, what, what, why would you prefer I didn't get into specifics about that? Is it my fault that my friend just parked his cab in his backyard under that tarp where anyone could find it? Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's almost it's almost calling to you under it, right? Like, I know, I know. It's like yeah, it's like granted the keys were still in his bureau, but you know, still. Yeah, it's unfair to to it's assume like, that. It's like waving a red flag. Yeah, you did it. You you had no you had no choice in that matter. I had no recourse, Tom. No, there's only one option, which is to go into his house. Root around for the keys, which I guess you finally found where? On his bureau? Oh, this, this idiot, he don't trust no one. He had it under, <laughs> under a giant stack of undershorts. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, this, what an idiot. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I, thankfully I didn't wake him nor his wife. Uh-huh. You didn't wake anybody else in the house though, did you? Yeah, two of the kids. I ran out of there, they're so fast. Oh my yeah. god. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, great. So you got the, that's how you got the cab from this idiot friend of yours. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, so I'm there backstage and I see Jerry only and Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein from the Misfits. They're, they're out in the parking lot. They're doing reps, you know, with Mm -hmm. their weights. And I yell, yo, either of you jacked up Edward Scissorhands need a ride or what? Mm -hmm. And they look up, they look up and they go, Roy. Get your flabby Roxborough buns over here pronto. So I, I go over, right? You know, we, yeah. we kind of, you know, we hug, we do our chest bumps. And, you know, they're pumping each other, you know, with the weights. They're doing it. And they ask me to do some reps too, right? Yeah, yeah. But, the, you know, these guys are, like I said, they're jacked, you know, w- way beyond my strength level. You know, I can back squat like, I don't know, 260. But these guys are like double that, you know. So I just start working one of them old-fashioned chest expanders. They they actually had one of those? Oh, no. I, I carry a portable one in my pocket at all times in case I got to impress someone. You carry a portable version of like those elastic 
like those springy chest expanders. Yeah, 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 like the, the kind that seemed even antiquated in the mid seventies. Yeah, it seemed like it seems more like it should be like a medicine ball, like 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 it should have gone the way of like the medicine ball or the the box that you get into up to your up to your neck. I thought you were going to say it's like medicine could have come out of it, which is also true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you pull, you pull it, and the medicine shoots out. Yeah, like it would be a me- oh, sure. I guess that's that. I I didn't see it that way, but that's a that's what makes you and I different. I guess as you see things, we see things in different ways. You know, that's but, right. And we're still gods to everyone. Yeah, we're still gods to sure. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So get, getting back to that day. All right. So now it's like two o'clock, right? Yeah. And Vinny from Agnostic Front comes over, right? And we're like long lost brothers because back in the day, I used to take those guys to Vito's in Yaden, my favorite Za place before they tore it down because it was built on two different Indian burial grounds that was built over two different Viking burial grounds. That happens way more than you think. Multiple burial grounds. Just burial ground over another one. Yeah, a top burial ground. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's sick. So anywho, at this point, John Caffiero, he's the Misfits manager. He comes up and he goes, Hey, would you mind driving Glenn back to the hotel so he can rest before showtime? And I go, yeah, no problem. Okay. So Glenn, Glenn Danzig. The singer for the Misfits. Yeah. 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 So I take Glenn back, and he goes, "Don't worry, Roy. I'll get a ride back to the venue." So mm-hmm. I go back to I go back to the arena, you know, and we're all busting balls and stuff, and you know, we're eating from this 130 foot hoagie I bought at Wawa Elite, and we're spraying each other with Yingling Extreme. It's got extra cream in it. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I, what is Wawa Elite? Oh, it's you know, it's it's kind of like. You know how to have Sam Club's Platinum? Okay. Maybe you don't know about Sam's Club Platinum. Uh oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. It, it's where it's where the the higher ups go to shop, and 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 in turn, Wawa Elite is where the 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 high profile Phillyites come to get their hoagies. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kurt Vile, he's always there when I'm there. At a Wawa Elite. Yeah. And what um, what goes on at a Wawa Elite? It's it's pretty much like a regular Wawa, but you know, instead of actual oregano, it's oregano uh, with gold flakes in it. Okay. For the hoagies, yeah. But every, everything else is pretty much the same, but it's just behind like a a a a, a better quality door. Sure, sure. Okay, so it's a door, and the and there's gold. Worked into the pepper flakes. Yes, also, and the waist staff is bottomless. Okay, that, yeah, that, that's Took different. You somewhere you didn't think where you was going, right? No, that's a different turn for a Wawa. Absolutely. Yeah, okay, yes. well, I guess. So, so you're, you, you, you got this giant sub. How big was it again? 130 foot. 130 foot hoagie. Yeah, I had to order it four months in advance. Uh-huh. And did it take them that long to make it? 
It does. It takes a real long time because there's only one 130-foot-long oven in the world, uh-huh. so they can toast that bun. So it's not cut at all. Oh, no, 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 no. But doesn't that mean that, like, four months in the making that, like, the ingredients would not be particularly fresh? Just the mayonnaise. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. So what you guys are all, you and everyone else is horsing around. Yeah, yeah, we're all playing grab ass and stuff. But, you know, it's getting closer to showtime for the mystics. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> listen to me. Listen yeah. to me. Yeah, you got to listen. You got to listen to me. Roy, I'm listening. I didn't, I didn't stop. The problem is I'm listening. That's okay. why I'm listening. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, okay. I just want to make sure you're still strapped in. <laughs> yeah, I still am. Okay. Great. Okay, all right. So now it's getting closer to showtime, all right? And there ain't no sign of Glenn Danzig. And everyone's getting real worried. You know, where could he be? No one can get in touch with him neither. So now it's looking like the show ain't even going to happen, okay? So I go, look, I know you ain't got no singer. But if anyone can get up there on that stage in Philly and sing those songs, it's Royden Ziegler. And Jerry and Doyle look at each other and they go, no way. But then Vinny Stigma from Agnostic Front, he comes up and goes, listen, you goombas, Roy's the real deal. He's like Jesus or some other kind of god to these cretins. Wait, so did did Vinny Stigma really say that? More or less. Okay. Yeah, right. more or less. Okay, more, so. More or less. Maybe a little less than more. Look, I'm sure we got very differing uh, definitions of more and less. And yeah. Possibly yeah. even or. Sure. I want to know where this is going. So I'm okay, not going to, okay. I'm not going to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Jerry and Doyle huddle for a second. Okay. And then they come back and they go, Roy, do you actually know any of our songs? And I go, of course I do. What's first song on the set list? Jerry goes, death comes ripping. I go, know it. So you, you just happen to know all the words to death comes ripping. Nuts. That's like my generation's Johnny Be Good. They practically taught it in, in school to kids where I grew up. They taught the lyric. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty, a different. Pretty much. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Sure. More and, and, or less. And I, more or less, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. I, 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 go, I go, okay, what's next? I turned into a Martian. Know it. 20 eyes. Know it. You know, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I got to just say, I, I. This is, this is shocking that you're, you're about to go on stage in front of what, like 15, 16,000 people who oh, are, at least, yeah. yeah, that are there expecting to see the misfits with Glenn Danzig. Glenn, yeah, uh, yeah. it's, it's Glenn Danzig and the misfits that they're oh, there much. for. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's the number one star, right? Sure. And these guys, you know, the rest of the band wears kind of their, their spooky, makeup and they all have their tight black uh, stage clothes on and what what uh, what were you wearing well you know I, I took the slightest turn from that macabre image okay yeah i wore an original championship game warm dr j uniform why well that's a that's a strange choice in the scheme of things um but so I guess so, but where where on earth did you get an original Dr. J basketball uniform? 
Oh, it was the craziest thing. They had one just hanging up backstage. It was just sitting there with these other things. Like, I don't know, there, there are a couple of basketballs and some tennis rackets, some hockey sticks with names written on them. Sure, with names, yeah. There were, and now let me just guess. Were all these things uh, kept in a trophy case? It's like you have to just make me feel bad about literally every tiny aspect of my life. I just will never get it. Well, I'm just trying to ask you what's going on here. It's very accusatory. Well, you're telling me, you you just, 10 minutes ago, you just told me you broke into a guy's house and stole his cab. He's my friend! Okay, I'm not accusing you of anything. I'm just trying to get the details on it. Okay? I'm not oh, trying to make okay. you feel not trying to make you feel bad about it, Roy. All right, I forgive you. It's okay. Well, I wasn't asking. Okay, <laughs> never. Okay. Well, you got it anyway. Okay, sure. All right. So, or right, anyhow, it's show it's showtime, okay? We're walking to the stage. Crowds roaring, lights go down, people are going nuts. Dave Lombardo counts off the song and we are in. This is this is just I, I I'm just having a very hard time processing this. I can't I can't like what on earth was the reaction like to this? Because there couldn't have been one person in that entire arena that was expecting to see anybody but Glenn Danzig walk out there as the lead singer of the Misfits, and then here comes a guy that they don't you know, a guy in a basketball uniform walks out. Well, I don't know if you ever saw the Buddy Holly story, but at first it was like when Buddy Holly and the Crickets go on stage at the Apollo Theater. Mm -hmm. It was a lot like that. And also like that story you hear about the first time Charlie Pride sang in front of a sea of dumb, toothless rednecks. Mm -hmm. Basically, it it was stone silence. I'll tell you, Tom, you could have heard a pen drip. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you know... You could have heard a pen drip. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm a well. That, that's in reference to back when guys used to use quills back in the fifties, and you would yeah, dip oh. your, you would dip the the thing into it. The, the quills, the feather, basically. No, no, no. I get it completely. Don't worry. I know. I know the expression. You could have heard a pen drip. Okay. <laughs> what do you think I was going to question that? Look, I don't know what your your uh, your. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Goals are. I don't know. You're you're always kind of like playing me for a fool a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm. I yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Let's get back on track. So, so everyone's just staring at me. But once I start singing, everyone's like, "Whoa, this guy's got it." Let's mm-hmm. see where he takes this. Okay. So I could see him slowly accept me, and by the first. Whoa, death comes ripping. Everyone was like, Glenn who? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that, I got to say that seems slightly unbelievable. Hey, it's called showmanship, you flagrant buffoon. Jagger, Trump, Roger Dogtree, Rodney Anonymous, we all got it. Uh-huh. Roger Dogtree? Who's that? Crack a copy of It's Hard Much. Roger Dogtree is the singer for The Who. Roger Dogtree. Yes. Oh, okay. What do you think it is? Well, I thought it was Daltry, but I again, I'm wrong, and I apologize. No, Daltry, he was on American Idol. 
that's okay. Yeah, you're no, you're right. Daltrey was on American Idol. Dog Tree is the lead singer of The Who. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I didn't mean okay. to interrupt you, Roy. Can I get back to the story? Yeah, yeah go ahead. By all means. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so I'm stalking the stage. I'm doing backflips. I'm high fiving with all the fiends. And then right as we're about to start, Mommy, can I go out and kill the night? I look over and Glenn Danzig is standing there, chomping at the bitch, ready to take over. So I, sl- I sing the, the, the slow part of the song, the first part. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, I throw him the mic when the song stops so he can run out and sing the fast part and then finish the rest of the set. It went so smooth, man. What a rush. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's amazing. Uh, that's, that's really impressive. Um, did you ever find out why Glenn was so late? Oh, we haven't get into that. Okay. Well, now I kind of do want to get into that the way you answered that. Um, let me guess. I'm just going to throw this out there. Did you did you have anything to do with him not being on time? Hard pass. No, no. This is not a this is not a press conference. A- answer the question. I mean, did you did you have something to do with Glenn Danzig missing the first like whatever six or seven songs of his own show? Okay. Well, define something and to do as well as with. Roy, just answer the question. All right, look, is it my fault that the lock to his hotel room was changed so it only locked from the outside and then said lock was filled with this really heavy-duty glue and also his in-room phone was disconnected and also he don't have a cell phone because he don't want to get tracked? Uh-huh. Okay, so basically you decided you wanted to sing for the Misfits so you also then decided to perform several criminal acts to make that happen. Oh, man, you make it sound way more untoward than it was. It it was way more toward than it sounds. Much more toward. Mm -hmm. Much more toward. Sure. Absolutely. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to get into what is – he was chomping at the bitch. What's that mean? You've never heard that expression? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, no, okay. Chomping at the bit is the expression. What the F does that mean? Uh, it's, Roy, I don't know. Okay. I do know. What, a, okay, so, so that's, I get, you know what I want, what, what, what was his big, like, if this is how this went, Right. Even though it went well when you threw the mic to him, and, and I'm sh- assuming he finished. What What was his reaction to all of this? To Glenn Glenn's reaction to all this? Oh, he beat the f out of me right after the show was over. Yeah. 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 And okay. I'll tell you, at one point after the show, there was a line of like 35 people. All the other bands, band crew, all the local crew promoter, some security people, all waiting to slap me in the face. Okay. Yeah, it, it was quite a scene. They they tied me to a chair, and everyone got one long slap. Jo- John Caffiero, the, you know, their, their manager, he, he organized it. And i got to say, it was very well run, but also very painful. Sure. But it was well run, though. That was very well, very organized. Very people were not butting in line. Doctor J even sent his nephew Tim down to get in a slap. 
Sure, sure. Well, at least it was well run. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it was also worth it because, Tom, without our memories, what are we? Without our memories, what are we? I don't even know what to... I, I, you, you throw me these curveballs where suddenly you're strangely poignant, and I don't know what to make of that. You know, I didn't actually invent that phrase. It was it was on a uh, on a funeral card that someone sent me once as a joke. Without our memories, so, so somebody sent you a funeral card as a joke. It was like for my birthday, and I was I was you know when you're young you make kind of macabre jokes with one another. Hmm. Yeah, my friend Wheels sent me that on my 23rd birthday. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wheels sounds like a great guy. Yeah, but that phrase always stuck with me, and it was applicable in our conversation just now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess it did. I guess it came all uh, came back around for you, huh? Did a total 360. Yeah, a total, yeah, a total 360. Um, so, yeah, well... I guess I don't know if I guess with our without our memories, what are we? That's a good question. That is a good question. You know, I think we should get serious right now. You want to get serious, Roy? I do. Yeah, I think it's about time to uh, address the elephant in the broom. Uh huh. The elephant. You mean the elephant in the room? Wait, what? That's stupid. Do you know any of any correct phrases? Well, what does elephant in the broom mean? You know, it's like back, you know, okay, here, oh, you know, you know, back on the Serengeti. Uh-huh. That's like a, it's, it's a part of Africa where a lot of sure. animals co- congregate. And a lot of times, you know, guys would be cleaning up the Serengeti and they'd have these brooms. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, and when it was quitting time, they'd go, all right, quitting time. And they, they'd get in, they'd put, they'd throw the brooms into the back of the truck and they'd go back to where they live, you know, back in the town. And then without fail, they'd start hearing like a, some, some feet going on in the back of the, of the, of the truck. Sure enough, a baby elephant was hiding in the broom. Mm-hmm. And then they had to think of a name for it because they needed to call it something. Yeah, and so yeah, they would course. they would they would debate what to call it, and then so at that point, after they all agreed on a name, then they could address the elephant in the broom. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense then. Thank you. Once again, I apologize for. I think it's the most you've apologized to me, maybe ever. Yeah, since our last conversation in two thousand six. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Look. Like yeah. everyone, like everyone on Earth, I'm in isolation. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, it got off to a really bad start a couple of weeks ago when all of this came down. Yeah, I I got some faulty information that it's called the coronavirus because the only cure is bathing in Corona beer. Yeah. So, you know, enterprising young chant that I am, I bought up all the Corona I could find in Philly. And then I jacked up the price, I don't know, like 7,000% on eBay and this new site called Amazon Grift. Amazon Grift. Yeah, that's exactly what you think it is. Self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got, I found out about it and I got access to it through, uh, Wawa Elite. Oh, sure. No, well, of course I would assume one would lead to the, uh, to the next. Exactly. You know, so, so then, uh, you know, people start finding out about this and, and, uh, 
I get suspended by both sites, and now the FBI's looking into my whole deal once again. I think it's like the fourth time. With the FBI's come snooping around. Oh, and something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I ended up not selling nothing, and now I'm stuck with all this beer. Uh-huh. Um, so you were told that the only cure for the uh, coronavirus was bathing in Corona beer. And um, can I just – I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that this uh, faulty information maybe came from a member of your own family? That would be a correct guess, yes. Uh-huh. And can I guess that that person's name is uh, Roy? That would also be a correct guess. Mm-hmm. And can I guess that this person's name is Roy Ziegler Jr.? Yeah, wait, Jr. Who? Yeah, Jr. No, no, I, I told myself that information. I mean, so, it seemed to make perfect sense. So it wasn't Roy Jr. Oh no, no, no! Everyone in my fam was trying to talk me out of it, especially. Roy Jr., but also my wife, Rhoda, my uh, my daughter, Rhoda Jr., and my other daughter, little Rhoda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Everybody's going to talk you out of this. All of them, yeah, yeah. So, you know, anyway, I'm in quarantine with the people I just mentioned, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, I ain't going to get sick. You're not going to get sick? No way. I'm half Philly fanatic, part party machine, just like Trump. Uh-huh. So Trump is half Philly. That actually would make sense if he was half Philly fanatic. That actually right. would answer a lot of a lot of questions. He's very unique, yeah. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I haven't been keeping up with his press conferences at last on the four days, mm-hmm. but I assume he's being completely coherent, presidential, and treating others with utmost respect, right? Yeah, no, he's he's really confident and really. Um, measured in his response focused focus is the big part of laser sharp just on point he doesn't first of all it's not about him none of this is about him but he's focused on others he has so much empathy yeah but look enough about you you assumed right um well is he is he still standing like yeah like, you know, he sticks his butt out, and and then the front, it's like he's holding back the truth. Is he still doing that? He stands as if the tie is like, as if that tie weighs 100 pounds. Yes, it's as heavy as it is long. Like he's afraid he's going to pull his head down. Yes. So I think that's why he kind of positions his, kind of sticks his butt out like that, is because it's almost like he's trying to just like hold that, do everything he can to hold that 100-pound tie up. Yes. Or how, how about the hair? Is 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 it Mike score or is it uh, Brian Setzer after he did steroids and then stopped doing steroids? It's kind of like it's like it's. I think it's more like the 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 second one there. Okay, so he's looking yeah. good and he's he's walking tall. He's walking tall. He's strong. He's got a little. He's just he's. He's exuding confidence right now. Like that's what we need. Is the confidence? No, I know. And yeah. it, I mean, I always feel like people are just like they think he's an idiot or he's stupid and out of touch or self. Whatever. I'm just like this guy's playing chess while we're playing checkers. The long game. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, but yeah. All right. So but, you know, I'm I'm still taking the necessary precautions. You know, I I started wearing T-shirts with sleeves on them. Uh, I also wear a mask when I go out amongst the other riffraff at Pathroyd. Mm-hmm. Pathright. Yeah. Yeah. So those masks are, are pretty hard to come by. Um, these days, what, what, what does the mask you've been wearing look like? Looks like a Philadelphia Eagles helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a designer mask with an Eagles helmet on it. No, you magnificent ape. It's an actual Eagles helmet. An Eagle, like a Philadelphia Eagles football helmet. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, but don't worry, it's 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 a lineman's helmet, so it's got all the bars. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah okay. The ultimate protection. <laughs> I the I just got to say this is this is next level stupid, and this is wait what? <laughs> this is the idea that a football helmet is a cure against is some sort of any sort of just disease. Uh, as some airborne uh, pathogen or whatever you want to call it. I don't know if it's airborne. How, whatever you want to describe it, that a football you helmet. Saw, you never saw Michael Michael Vick getting sick. No, that's a fair point. I never did see Michael Vick getting sick. No. <clears throat> no, you're right. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's like sick so far. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I've, I've never been this wrong in my entire life. <laughs> Right. And of all my of all nights for me to start keeping score. Yeah, no, you're you're keeping. Yeah, exactly. Mike score, Ali score, keeping score. Like you're the third member of the flock of seagulls. Oh man, what if I was in flock of seagulls? I would be take. I would be taking that to next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you look, take, look. Yeah. I feel like I'm veering off tracks just too far. Okay. Okay. Want me to get back to it? Yeah, yeah. You you tell me what's going on. I want to hear your story. Okay. All right. Well, you know, honestly, be being around my family this this intensely for this long, it it's been a little tough. You know, sure. they, they're way they're way more annoying than I realized. And I, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm so even keeled, right? And it's like all these little little persnickety weird weird things are coming out that I never noticed about them. Mhm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, I'll tell you on some level it it does make me appreciate them a little more. It's it's a lot like that old saying, no man is an island unless he's on a boat at which point he's kind of like a mini island. Um yeah, that's a very that's a very uh it's a very meaningful uh old saying, huh? Very very deep, very yeah, deep. But you, very deep. you know I'm I'm just trying to pass the time, basically, like anyone else, you know. Sure. Wa- watching my TV shows, making my TV shows, you know, all, all that stuff. You're ma- wait, you're, what do you mean you're making a TV show? Oh yeah, yeah, Tom. Yeah. You you're talking to the star of the new Shout Network reality show, where the lions are. Hmm. Oh, that sounds interesting. Actually, I I would be interested in one. So. It's called where let me let me actually write this down. Where the lions are. No wait how, how are you how are you spelling lions? Well L I O N S and then R A R E. Where the no, lions you, are. No, you did once you you effed up the spelling. It's where the lions are. 
Okay. Also, look. Yeah. Where the lion, singular, next word, C-Z-A-R. Zar, oh, Zar, okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, regal, and creative, right? Um, well, I just, the, the issues of the, the spelling is, um, I'm not sure about the grammar of this whole thing. Yeah, someone else said it don't make grammatical sense, but who cares, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll tell you that that name was not my first choice. I wanted to call it the Lion King, but there's apparently some film strip nobody ever seen with a similar title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, there's actually a huge uh, movie called The Lion King. It's actually it was two of the biggest movies ever have both been called The Lion King, but it, maybe you just didn't you didn't cross your path or. Yeah, I might not have seen it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it actually sounds like your show might be a little like this thing that's on Netflix now that everybody uh, has been watching. Everybody loves called Tiger King. How dare you! That show blows. Are you kidding me? Tiger King. Yeah. The- those losers took the easy way. None of them actually lived with the adult animals in their homes ever. Uh-huh. Wait. You actually let adult lions into your – you live in like a row house in like Roxborough, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you oh, yeah, have lions. Absolutely. It's totally cool. You know, I here's what I do. I, I walk from room to room frolicking with the lions, you know, feeding them raw steak from my handmade meat belt. You're me. How, how on earth are you controlling the of these lions? Oh, it's totally scientific. I got this cool whistle that only the lions can hear, and it totally keeps them in line when I blow it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I got that, and I also got a unicorn dog who acts as a shepherd. It's weird. He ain't afraid of the lions at all. Okay. What? <clears throat> what is a unicorn dog? It's exactly what it sounds like. It, it's a magical dog. With a horn in the middle of its head, you know, like the proverbial unicorn, and they're incredibly rare, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Uh, they, they, they see. Um, look, Roy. I just hope you're being safe with all this. Oh man, don't worry about me. And I'll tell you one thing: safety is way overrated. Safety is way overrated. Yeah, I've had it tattooed on on my stomach for about thirty years. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, the show, the show on its own is, is great, but Matthew Tompkins at the Shout Network, he said it needed a few more laughs. So, uh, you know, I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll entertain that. I actually just got done a pitch meeting with my writers. Wait, so you have, you have writers on a reality show? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, I got a, I got a fully staffed writers room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like who? Oh, man. So many great ones. Uh, I got uh, Jake Fogelnoost, uh, Julie Klausner, John Mullaney, who else? Uh, Jen Kirkman, Todd Berry, uh, Mary Houlihan, AP Mike, uh, Patton Oswalt, uh, Claire O'Kane, John Glazer. All these cool people you ain't never heard of. Yeah, I ain't never heard of none of those people. Yeah. I guess, Wait, I guess how, do you, I, how do you, what, you been on their podcast or something? No, they've been on the best show. Every one of those people have been on the best show uh, multiple oh. times. But wow, um, no one, no one mentioned it. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
What what do you you know? Hey, I I can't control that. So so when you do this writers' room, you're what are you doing? You getting everybody together on like Zoom and coming up with jokes, kicking stuff around. What's Zoom? Zoom is the the like the the platform that everybody's been doing group conversations on and and um. Uh- why would they do that if they can just be right in the room with you? That's what we do. Everyone's here with me. Wait, so everybody is physically next to each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry. If someone coughs, they 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 do it into their sleeve. Yeah, this is worse than. Okay, all right. That's. I mean, this sounds very dangerous, Roy. Oh, I don't know. I think I think you're being alarmist. You think I'm being alarmist that this is that this is. Uh, yeah, no, sit. this is... No, sit, 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 sit. Oh, I'm Wait, sorry. What, what's going on? Wait. One, is... one, one of the lions is acting up. You sit. Sit, please. Please sit. Please? Come on, yeah. Reggie. Please, please sit. You, I, I love how you keep saying please to the, to the, to the lion. Well, you know, sometimes if they don't respond to, you know, anger, they will respond to, to, uh, you know, to, to cordiality. Sure. Good old-fashioned manners. Absolutely. Now, please sit. Please. Is he sitting? All right. Yeah, he went in the other room. Went in the other room. Oh! Oh, no! Wait, what what just happened? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Tom, the unicorn dog, Gordney, in both haunches. Oh. Oh, no. I'm leaking haunch juice. Well, why, why did the unicorn dog gore you? Oh, truthfully? Yeah. It's my neighbor's, my neighbor Ted's dog Punisher. Yeah. With a shellacked waffle cone stuck to his head. I stuck it there. (laughs) Of course you did. (laughs) What what else could I do? (laughs) I don't know. So you put a waffle cone on his head. Yeah, yeah, and you know, honestly, it's been driving him nuts since I put it on there last week, and now I guess he's taking his regular dog revenge on me. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, here yeah. he comes back. Oh. oh. That does not sound like a dog. That sounds like a lion. Oh, 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 well, you know, I had his voice box altered to make him sound like a lion, and yeah. perhaps he's a little miffed about that as well. I yeah. mean, like every everyone's upset about something. Yeah, it is. It's. I guess. It, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, well, that I'm so, sorry. Oh, oh, thank you so much for saying that. It's the seventh time I said I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I might not make it. Oh, you know, but if I don't make it, I want the last thing anyone hears from me to be something that I know everybody can relate to at this point in time. Yeah. On March, March 30th, 2020. It's yeah. something every, everyone can relate to, especially the verses. Yeah. What's that? Loose talk in the classroom. Too hurt, they try and try. Strong words in the staff room. The accusations fly. 
it's no use. He sees her. He starts to shake and cough, just like the old man in that book by now. But cough, come on. Don't stand. Don't stand so. Don't stand so close to Roy. Me. me. Oh, oh, no. Roy? Hello? Man, that is... I think that might have been it for Roy. Man, it's, uh, the, uh, look, the first thing that crosses my mind is that Roy... Philly Boy Roy's probably, I guess, dead <laughs> now. He sounded very bad. Um, but I really never noticed how creepy those lyrics were. I never really focused in on that. So that's interesting also. So there's a couple, couple things to pay attention to with that. Well, I hope, I hope Roy's okay. And I also hope people don't, uh, at least be mindful of that song. If you're going to try to sing it as like a coronavirus thing, just realize the, the verses are a little creepy. Um, yeah. Well, I hope you're okay, Roy. Nick Thorburn. On the best show. All right. Yeah. So I am here. Just pulled up to the, uh, to the residence of Nick Thorburn and he is going to get a chair. Here he comes. He's got a chair. The cord is out the window. He has gloves. I have gloves. I have a mask. I have Purell. The cord is outside. Oh, I don't like that cough. Hey, how are you? Oh, no. No hugs. No, there can't be hugs. Let's check the levels. Oh, jeez. How are you? Hi. Hey. How am I? Good. Say something. Can you say something? Check, check. There we go. Comedians in cars doing podcasts. Comedians in cars catching Corona. <laughs> COVID-19. I'm going to lower my right. mask. I'm going to raise my mask. I feel like they knew there was going to be a COVID-20. That's why they titled it after last year. Yeah. 20 and 20. COVID-20. <laughs> I, uh, I went to a place to buy more... Um, uh, more, uh, gloves. I found a place that's selling gloves and I don't think these are exactly <laughs> the gloves that are keeping, uh, people safe in, in, uh, emergency rooms. I think these are more the gloves that you use when you are You're making a sandwich. sandwich. You look like a sandwich <laughs> artist. Yeah, I was going to exactly. say. But they're still in a box and they're clean and that's nice. safe and I figure it's better than nothing. How so, quickly do you go through gloves? Nah, not too, not too infrequently. If I go out, I put a pair on, put right. the, put the old mask on, put right. a pair on. Yeah. And then That's the guy. That's my life now. It is. It's, it's my life now. And the guy said, um, and this is a CBD store that has managed to, um, 
managed to to kind of reinvent themselves on the fly to being just like <laughs> we will sell anything mm. here that people need and a month ago apparently they needed a cream to kind of calm themselves down <laughs> a little bit now they're selling gloves and cbd infused um purell which that's not true, is it? I swear it's true. Oh my god! I can only imagine what's in that. How little CBD <laughs> is in that Purell I bought from them? Um, yeah, yeah. But then the guy just goes, uh, "Did you hear? There's a new uh, new virus." <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> "What? What are you talking about?" And it's just like he's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, new virus." What is is there a new virus? Uh, did he elaborate or was it just... No, I didn't want him to elaborate, honestly. I didn't want to hear his version of the world because he's a profiteer and would be dancing in the streets. Yeah, he was gleeful when he was telling you about no, it. No, he was definitely pumped. Yeah. <laughs> it would be just like uh, talking about if like if like I said to you, it's like, did you, did you hear the... Uh, like, did, did you hear the Raptors are going to sign Clay Thompson? <laughs> like... Like he sounded like like excitedly telling me that his, his team, team was going to do yes, well. Yes, that his year. team was doing well. Um not did you hear about this new virus rolling through? I don't know. How are you Nick Thorburn? Uh I'm hanging in, you know. My life hasn't changed that much, which is kind of scary. Uh-huh. It's got me a little bit I'm feeling kind of raw and fragile because it's made me rethink my entire life up until this point. My my day-to-day schedule is pretty mm. much the same, and yet I'm slowly panicking. Um, and it makes me think that maybe my life was never very good. <laughs> that you were always... There was always some sort of quarantine going on. Yeah. That's, right? That's kind of my fear. Like that it was a quarantine life, and you just were waiting for the virus to <laughs> exactly show up. Exactly, to catch up. So maybe this was just all preparation for this moment. Yeah, it does feel like it's all happening inside my head. That um, these social butterflies are all just like, I don't know how to handle this. What am I supposed right. to do? And you're just like, yeah, it's pretty easy, actually. Well, I'm pretty social, but, you know, I work from home mostly, and and uh, so it hasn't changed that much. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Oh, the looks we get. <laughs> There's there. a lot of contempt and scorn. Well, you know, when I see people, I have a window that faces onto the street, and I do a lot of just sitting in my Brag chair. Brag much? <laughs> it's on the second floor. Okay. Um, and it's a big window. But but I've noticed now people are way more observant than they used to be. That Everyone's uh-huh. looking up at me. No one ever used to look up. But I think okay. people are more aware of their surroundings. But I see a lot of pairs, a lot of people walking in... Uh, in in pairs and it makes me furious it it's really mm-hmm. exacerbating my my isolation <laughs> when you see the people in pairs so if you're in a pair even if that's your your little quarantine buddy <clears throat> that's what i'm figuring is that they're uh <clears throat> they're shacked up yeah you'd think that that it's somebody who they're just like all right i got it you got it i wish i kind of wish i'd i'd sh- yeah i'd i'd made like a move on a a quarantine partner before all mm-hmm. of this. So now I'm pretty isolated. 
that actually would be a pretty well let's let's hope that there's not a whole lot of room for like new business ideas for people <laughs> to like figure it cuz that would mean this is going to go on for a long time if it's just like we can launch this business but it would be a pretty like a pretty um sweet dating thing that if you had uh that's right if you had it just like you're not just going to go on dates can you live for for 5 weeks with this person right a quarantiner if you're positive, you, you meet up with other positive people. I'm positive. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> like, but it doesn't have to, like, it could just be like. Cough right. Quarantinder is maybe. I tell you, you are not, you are not, you are not short of, of, of big ideas. Nick. Who me? Yeah. yeah I'm a big idea guy. You I got are. A, I got a lot of time. And you're a guy who manages to, in your own subtle way, you are one of the one of the premier hyphenates in my life. <laughs> one of the people who you look and suddenly it's like, oh, he makes music. Oh, he scores things. Oh, he made he made a movie and he he wrote and directed a movie and then Short. oh, he published his graphic novel and yeah. it's like, oh, that's a pretty impressive diverse uh, body of work you've put together. Well, that's kind of you to say. I mean, you know, I failed at one thing, so I pivoted and tried to f- another thing and failed at that. Hello. How are you? Now, what is failure, truly? I'm. So- you know, when you know it so intimately, mm-hmm. it's all you know. I don't think you can really distinguish what exactly it is. So uh-huh. I, I couldn't tell you what failure is. It's too much a part of my... But I mean, it's like, what it, it does it even, it's too much. So you're just saying failure's just, the maybe failure is your little quarantine buddy. Then. That might be. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty happy with my, my, uh, abilities. Uh huh. It's everybody else who's failing, you know? Sure. That they, failing me. Uh, that they're not on the train. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's. It's such a weird thing to grow up in a world where you grow up watching like like there's a version of there's an unrealistic version of things and a realistic version of things where it's yeah. like like you grow up as a, a wanting to be a musician and, and you see like the realistic version is that there's working bands and they put records out and they yeah. find their audience and they 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 carve out their existence and um but then there's like this unrealistic version which is basically just like lottery winners right who are just like no i'm i i make millions upon millions of dollars off of my art every you know every and i play to uh, to uh to uh, in hockey arenas sure. and it's like but there's only like there's only like 20 of those slots. Yeah. And, but it's like we all fall prey to the, to the unrealistic version of yeah. things rather than realize it's like, no, well, there is a realistic version where you get to live off your art. Right. And your art pays the bills. <clears throat> right. And then you get to live the, the life of, of somebody who makes things. You don't have to be in an office every day and. Yeah. But it's very easy to feel like it's always let not, like we're always less than somehow. Yeah. Like we're always somehow unsuccessful. Right. We can see the whole, 
the whole field a lot clearer, uh, obviously, everyone else's position. But yeah, it's true. It's good to keep that in perspective. I mean, everything's sort of <clears throat> topsy-turvy now. So I've n- actually never felt more content about my my position, even though it's as precarious as it ever was. Like I'm actually trying to make music. Well, I've made a record, mm-hmm. a New Islands record. Okay. And that, and that's been in the works for for a little bit. For a bit. For yeah. about a year <clears throat> was when I had the notion to get back into it. And uh I've been writing a lot. I wrote a lot last year. But um uh I have yeah, I have new stuff, but uh I just don't know where, if it'll ever come out in a proper way, but I, but I'm determined for it to come out in, in some capacity. Yeah, I mean, you'll you so the island's record will be like a proper LP. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have three records uh, uh, conceptualized, and the first one is just needs to be mixed. The second one I'll start on, and then the third one is uh, is written, but none of it's been recorded yet. Okay, so. and these are three three records that would be islands records. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're sort of linked thematically. Mm-hmm. The first two, especially. But okay. Yeah. That's a but that's. That's like well. First of all, it's exciting to hear as a fan of, of of your music that you're back into the music again. Thanks. Yeah, because you took a little bit of a, a pause. Yeah, I wanted to tr- try out some other things. I, I try experimented with being a failed screenwriter, and <laughs> and that went really well. And so now uh-huh. I'm just coming back to to music. No, I think it. But yeah, please, I'm not going to. I, I'm not going to label anything you do as failed <laughs> or any of that. I don't like those words. I don't like them. They're, 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 and I'm somebody who uses <laughs> them plenty. So you don't have to talk to myself as much as I'm talking to you. It's, no, you've been, you've been flying high, I feel. Well, it's just a, it's just a thing. You just, you get bounced around and yeah. you go, I don't even know if it's up and down even. It's just, you just kind of, Go Pinball. where the action is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I've had some some good work things happening lately, and I'll take it. And yeah. But I just know how precarious it is also. Yeah. And how quickly that stuff fades. And especially now, it's just kind of like you work on stuff, and you just hope that there's a world out after this. I think I think there will be. Some people uh, I are don't. shockingly positive about the, <laughs> what's on the other side. You're one of the more optimistic people. Um, I personally think this is the end, um, and this is we kind of got to get our get our peace before we before it all crumbles. The end. Now, what does the end mean to you? Um, I think it's like marauders in the street. You know, you get the you get the the gun, whether it's a potato gun or like it's, a. It's not. Uh, a gun that shoots pepper spray, mm-hmm. anything that is a projectile weapon, and you sit on your porch. I, I don't. Believe, is this? This is not how you. Is it? Is it? Well, they say this will last for the next two to three years, and I think by year three we'll enter the uh, Mad Max stage. <laughs> but prove me wrong, people. Um, Nick, people are going to prove you wrong. It, but do you do you take any solace in seeing 
actual the way actual humans relate to actual humans? No. People are miserable, right? Everyone looks at me with disdain anytime I step outside. Uh-huh. Crosses the street, which I get. Mm-hmm. But it <clears throat> you know, I feel like everyone is more on edge than ever. Everyone's live streaming too. It's really mm-hmm. despicable. <laughs> like if I cannot handle one more Instagram live performance. You mean just like an indoor? Yeah, someone's in someone's sh- stupid living room. <laughs> I almost swore, but it's amazing that it brings. <laughs> well, if anything, that's what's bringing. That's the great equalizer now. Is that you realize for most people they just. <laughs> It's just going to be them and their guitar. Acoustic guitar, too. Right. It's dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick. you got to have some I'm hope, so buddy. you got to have some hope. We can, we can, you're a healthy guy. See, that's what I'm not sure about. I'm not sure that I'm healthy. You're not sure if you're healthy. Yeah, you, I'm, you, I'm definitely chipping away at my health, I think. Okay. You mean in, in what sense? In the wine that I drink every day. Okay. The the, the uh, quantity of wine. Sure. And the quality. Okay. Yeah. So you're drinking a fair amount of wine. Yep. You're, you're reading a lot of news, I'm sure. <laughs> you seem like you're definitely reading a lot of news. Yeah, I'm refreshing the uh, covidwatch.org. Okay. Uh, no, I'm I'm kidding. I'm actually having a I'm actually having starting to get into a productive period. Good. On a domestic level, I baked I've been baking banana bread. Okay. Uh every day. I realphabetized my records. Okay. Which feels really good. Mm-hmm. My place is clean. Mm-hmm. Uh I've been working. I've been I've been working on music and writing and stuff and reading mm-hmm. and it feels very I it does feel like I can make the most out of this. Sure. Are you yeah. staying in touch with people? Are you reaching out and <clears throat> talking yeah. to friends? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, tele uh, video conferencing happening. Sure. Um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Seeing people that I wouldn't normally see. I think yeah. there's a there's a silver lining to to mm-hmm. all of this. Yeah. So so this thing of you saying two to three years before the Mad Max rolls in. Well, we're only in week two. That's so. a version of things. It's not the version. No, well, it's an eventuality, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think we're still in the honeymoon period. The wave hasn't hit the shore yet. Okay. Okay. Look, I don't know. You don't know. I, But I don't know either. Right. I don't. I have a funny... I was listening to last week's episode Mm -hmm. uh, with Jake Fogelness. Yeah. And I had an interesting story. I mean, it's maybe not interesting... It's COVID interesting. I don't think it'd be interesting in a okay in a in a non-COVID world. But um, in 2011, I went to see Scream Four <clears throat> and was sitting in the theater, and I heard this laugh. So just to set it up for people that don't know, last week you talked to Jake, yeah. and you were at a theater and you heard him laughing behind you, yes, and you recognized the laugh and you turned around, yes, when uh, when Scream Three was in theater. right when Scream Three, yeah. which was in the year 2000, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to see Scream 4 in 2011, mm-hmm. I heard a laugh behind me in the theater. I turned around. This is not a joke. And it was David Spade. And he was laughing so loudly mm-hmm. the entire movie. And uh, I just thought it was really funny because David Spade, Jake Fogelness played David Spade in the Grown Ups 3 live reading. That's right. So it seemed like a weird closing of the circle yeah. a little bit. 
Scream 4. 2011, yeah. How did I... Did I see Scream 4? Uh, you did should. I forget Scream 4 somehow? Who was in Scream 4? <clears throat> it was a return to form. Uh, Nev Campbell, Canada's okay. own. Um, okay. I think all the... Where in Canada classics. was Nev Campbell from? She's from Guelph, Ontario. Guelph, which is, which is about uh, uh, an hour from Toronto? It's an hour on a... Yeah, uh, at around... Maybe if you're leaving Toronto at mm-hmm. 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan and Jordy from Islands also are from Guelph. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of lot of pe- lot of musicians from Guelph actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim from Arcade Fire. Sure. Lizzie from Land of Talk. Jamie who used to be in Islands and from the Unicorns. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of Guelph. Yeah, and Nev Campbell. Yeah. Guelph's got it. Guelph's got it. Yeah. Something in the water. Yeah. I. Everybody's got to support the artists now. And if you have a friend who makes things or does things, if you can throw them a few bucks to make <laughs> you a thing, you do it. Right. And I, um, I, I'm going to tell you this now. My friend Mary Houlihan is an artist as well as a comedian. Yeah. And she was, uh, saying, Hey, I'll do, I'll do, uh, commissions. And I was like, I want to get a commissioned piece from her. And I, she's like, what do you want? And I said, you know what I want, Mary? <laughs> I want the country of Canada in the background. <laughs> and then I want Neil Young. Yeah. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Leonard Cohen. Yes. Dan Behar. Yeah. Damian Abraham. Yes. And Nick Thorpe. Oh, my God. I said, I want the heroes of Canada. Oh, that's Canada. so touching. Yes. Wow. That's uh, that's amazing. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. She's so good. Her yeah. paintings are amazing. She oh, does I the won. Joe Para titles. Yes. She does the title the, the title cards for Joe Para's show. And She's uh, awesome. Yeah. I want to commission, or I want to buy some of her work, too. It's, yeah. It's really good. Uh, she's she's oh, that's so, very impressive. So wow. that- that's and she said I, no, right? She said she would she do the said, first four. Of course. But. I said to her, first thing I said was, I don't want hat, hat Leonard Cohen. Mm. What young Pre-hatted. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Want scruffy man about town. Uh, you want 60s Leonard Cohen? Yeah, 60s to early mid 70s. I don't want, I don't want the, the distinguished gentleman uh-huh, with the right with the suit and the, the William hat. S. Burroughs version. Yeah, of exactly. Cohen. I don't want the the I dapper. Want, I want I don't want the one that sings. So like you don't mess with eighties Cohen of uh, the future and, and uh I I appreciate it. Yeah. And I, I know what's strong about it. But in terms of actually going to listen to it, I prefer the first ten years. Yeah. With him when he was on acid constantly. Yeah. And when he's when he sang like this, <laughs> I was there in the avalanche. <laughs> His voice dropped an o- a full octave when he went between down. the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, he really. Um, do you know that? Have we talked about the Phil Spector session when he was recording "Death um, of a Ladies Death Man"? Death of a Ladies Man. Yeah, and uh, Phil Spector, surprise, surprise, pulled a gun on him. <laughs> uh huh. And he. As he pulled it on him, he said to Leonard, uh, Leonard, I love you. And Leonard Cohen said, 
I hope so. <laughs> Which is, if I ever had a gun pointed on me, could be that cool and have that much yeah. grace. Uh, and to, yeah, to just ride the insanity of that moment and yeah. to, to know just like what I say now can either heighten this or can yeah. undercut it. So yeah. this is not a thing. No, that's the line. Well, well, yeah, that's pretty amazing. He's, uh, he's an original one. Well, you are cut from the same cloth. Wow. That's too much. My Canadian heroes. That's going to give me two more weeks of quarantine before yeah. I go nuts. Just to think of that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the other heroes who would be on that that I missed? Um, <clears throat> musicians. Morissette. Alanis Morissette I could have put on there. Morissette. Uh, you, you're talking music specifically, sure, right? Sure. I think so. Because it was comedy would be its own Right. Should thing. be its be own Loaded painting. to John Candy. And John Candy's number one, for John sure. John Candy would have to be number one. Then, yeah. Uh, Rick Dan Moranis. Aykroyd. Who? Dan Aykroyd. 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 Right. Let's put Aykroyd on Paul there. Paul Schaefer. Maybe Shaver could be off to the side playing a sure. piano or something. Mike Myers. Mike Myers is on there. Definitely. I feel like just get one of John Candy. That's what I would say. John Candy would be. He should have his own. Yeah, he yes. gets his own. The kids in the hall. Yeah, you could have all the kids mm-hmm. except for one. Except for one. You kid. know which one. That we won't put on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> which which kid are we not putting no, on the thing? Oh, it says four of the five kids. Um, um The problematic short. Martin Short's got to be on there. Because I, I just noticed as I was saying four out of the five kids, I started to talk like Jiminy Glick for a second. <laughs> right. Where you go and you have the thing and it's a good thing and people <laughs> like the thing. And Are you sure if it's a thing? I just was watching so much Jiminy Glick this last week. Where do you watch it? On YouTube. Okay. Just, just his celebrity interviews and he did one thing that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen where he was interviewing Conan O'Brien and he was like pointing at him. And then as he pointed at him, he got distracted by his own finger. Like he, he made like he was slightly scared by it. And I was like, this guy is at the highest level of comedy to where he's always like pulling the next yeah. move. And it's just, oh, he's just. He's a true treasure. Yeah. Martin Short. That makes me want to rewatch Clifford, I think. Yeah. Clifford. That's a good, that would be a good quarantine. Maybe that's one to do. People are doing all these things where they watch something at the same time. Oh, right. right. Group watching. And how are they doing that? Just saying like, hey, it's on Netflix. Let's all. I think there's an extension on Chrome or something, but then are you just going to chat through the movie? That seems, that seems somehow more lonely to watch a movie at the same time, but. Not speak to each other. Yeah. Why would you speak to someone? No, there's something. There's something slightly frustrating about the whole experience. Yeah. Well, this. I guess the the entire thing is frustrating. But what are some pleasant surprises that have come out of this for you? Like when you sorted your. Let's just say, so for example, when you were realphabetizing your records, were there yeah. any gems that you forgot you owned? So many, so many that I just. It was too much of a nightmare, the, sh- the the shelf, that I had forgotten about mm-hmm. so many of the records. And then I started putting on records. I found all these Neil Young records, too. Uh-huh. Um, and I started to put them on, and then my record player broke. Oh, no. 
So it's the universe wants to punish me. What broke on it? Um, it's skating. I gotta recalibrate the uh, tone arm because it's I can't okay. when I put the down the needle down the stylus on the record it it slides and I was YouTube tutorialing this morning but it's not working. Mm. Um, so that's the story of my life. Well, we can figure something out with that. Yeah, in two to three years, maybe you could come by and no, help me out. We can figure it out. You lower your turntable out the window. You get some <laughs> handyman to come over or woman. <laughs> Ladies can fix turntables now also. I don't know if you heard. It's true. It's a different world. And I'm sick. Yeah, of I could task rabbit that. You could. And there'd be some, get somebody in a hazmat suit to come in and be like, did you put a quarter on the? Right. Can you put a quarter on it? <laughs> It's too small, too small of a, of a, of a. Right. Right? That wouldn't do it? No? Yeah, maybe. I guess I could w- add the weight, but you don't want to add too much pressure to the stylus because you'll, you'll wreck the grooves on the record. Yes. Exactly. But there's got to be some sort of. Well, I hope you sort this out. So. Me too. So yeah, what are other surprises that you've, uh. Uh, I'm that- really good at. Making baking banana bread. Okay. Like it phenomenally good, mm-hmm. as y- you'll see. Yeah. I give a B right there. Uh, watch out. Um, so that's you about it. Banana bread. You got good at making banana bread, or you realized you were good at it. I'd never done it before. Okay. But that's exciting. I mean, you're really just following an ingredient, but I scooped two big scoops of raspberry jam into the okay. batter, that's and ex- uh, it's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah, that was just I just improv that. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, try maybe try it now. Okay. Hold on. You see. And I gave you a, a corner uh section it's so cuz I know a quarantine corner. Yeah, that's really good. It's good, right? Mhm. It's moist and I only sneezed twice while okay, making it. Okay, great. So great um no, that's really good you know what you're doing well you know it's lo- a lot of love it's 99 percent uh ingredients mm-hmm. or love and then one percent following the ingredients so sure. <laughs> sure i would hope i think it might be maybe bump that one percent up <laughs> a little bit the following the ingredients percentage <laughs> maybe find a 50 50 split on that with that love and <laughs> Obeying the recipe. <laughs> um, so, you had some shows planned, right? And those are I had one show planned on April first, which okay. was a was kind of going to be like a secret unveiling of a new project that I am starting uh, with another person. It's separate from Islands, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting to me. Um, we've recorded half of the album um and it's unlike anything i've ever done and it's unlike anything the other person's ever done too but sadly yeah it was canceled so it'll just have to wait sure i guess so there's a secret out there yeah he lives in my friend of mine he lives in upstate new york in the catskills okay and so i gotta when it's safe to do so i gotta go back Mm -hmm. there and we'll record um, we have another six songs that we need to finish. It's exciting. And this friend of yours in upstate New York is named Bob Dylan. <clears throat> his name is, well, his name is, uh, Levon Helm. 
Levon Helm. <clears throat> oh, I have yep. some bad news for you. Oh, no. I don't know what? how to break this to you. Is he a ghost? He died five years ago. Oh, no. He, I don't know. I I think he, there was more than one surprise <laughs> related to this project. <laughs> You're, he, right. You've, a couple of surprises. I you mean, know this fact, but you know that Woodstock... I know you know because you know music trivia sure. in and out. And this is probably an obvious one, but that they made Woodstock... Picked that location to convince Bob Dylan to do it. Yeah, and then he was like, "Yeah, I'm getting on a boat to. I'm going to get on a boat he, to Europe." He immediately <laughs> ran away from these people that were ruining this little secret spot he found. Yeah, like yeah, it's like upstate New York. He's loving it, and then suddenly it's just like everybody has to come. They show up, then all the hippies looking for answers. <laughs> they didn't find any answers. No. No. Looked oh, fun, though. You know what? You, I got a good feeling about what's going to happen to you this year. You do? I do. This year? This year. The last year of our lives? No, this is not the last year. You're one of the survivors of this, Nick Thorburn. That's very sweet of you to say. I mean, look, the odds are... I, I eat it on this, <laughs> but I just want you to carry the torch. Right. Keep it going. Look, okay. look at that hummingbird right there. That hummingbird has hope. Right? That hummingbird has no idea what's going on. And that's, and, and the hummingbird's still going. Yeah. Hummingbird does what a hummingbird a Hummingbird do. does what a hummingbird does. The NBA season's kind of a weird deal, huh? That's when, uh, I remember that. For, I think a long time. That'll be my moment of when it shifted. I was walking down the street in Atwater Village and mm-hmm. walking past a, a bar and the t- it just said NBA season suspended. And I just, mm-hmm. that's when it all f- pulled into focus and became yeah. very real. Could, because then you were just like, oh, there's hundreds of millions of dollars that they've just said were not. We're not doing this for money. Yeah. Something's bigger than money right yeah. now. It's really impressive with that. Like that was like not, not I mean, not impressive that well, they did that, but it was just, the scope of that declaration was stunning. The NBA is the wokest league for sure. Oh yeah, they've they've proven that time and again. Um, and Toronto gets another year at the top of so. being champs. Yeah, yeah. This is. Uh, it's, it's a pretty it's a sweet. bitter pill. Yeah. They will be the, they will be, uh. Undisputed. The undisputed champions. They might, so in the, but in your, in your bleak <laughs> version of the future, they are the final NBA champion. Yes. The last team to win. <laughs> Before the NBA folded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're just kind of like they took the ball and went home. <laughs> yes. And then they are the, it's like a dad. Just refusing to let the child beat him. Right. And being like, I'm always the champ. And then finally the kid gets better and it's like, rematch now. It's <laughs> right. like, no, no, I can't do it anymore. I gotta go home. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, my knee is not right. great. So right. I'm the champ forever. Yeah. Well, Nick, I notice even though you were putting down, you were, you were, you were, uh, Saying acoustic guitars were were bad news yes. on on Instagram Live. Yes, 
but I notice you have one here outside. I do. Well, it is the future, and mm-hmm. if you can't beat a, beat them, join them. That's what I like no. to say. So I did bring an acoustic guitar. Okay, I could play. Uh, I could play a couple songs from the third record, the third Islands record. Okay, this is the the third of the third of these three you're talking about. Yes. Oh wow. Okay. So I don't know when I don't even know when this first record will be out. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, if okay. things go well. I still need mm-hmm. to find a label and all of that. I'm sort of I, I took a break in 2016, and so I'm kind of coming back to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm rebuilding and everything. So I need to find a label, um, and I'm slowly sifting through that. But uh, but yeah, I do have uh, this third record a a collection of songs earmarked for the third record which is kind of different um from this first one okay they're more like just kind of simple sort of campfire that's cool so so some songs are more so the record that's in in the can that has to still be mixed that's a disco record that's a disco record straight up and down yeah seriously yes oh that's awesome yeah that's so exciting yeah we it's a lot of uh congas and bongos and mm-hmm. and it's i mean it's not tr- it's not your like traditional disco but it's my version of of a disco record sure so every song is well not every song but it's it's got that kind of it's groove groove first so it'd be a it's like a, a more of the saturday night record if exactly. you have all three say exactly. say this is all three have come out yes the, we averted yep. the crisis that you are yep that you wanted yes didn't happen yep you failed again your your version of of right. the world ending. i can't even predict <laughs> no. the world won't even end for you no. when you want it to end um so the three records come out record one is there record a title one. for it yet yes there is it's called isla mania isla mania that's great which is the love of islands yes um so it's a very it's very much a celebration it's very much a saturday night record okay it's the cocaine record sure the second record would be the what record uh the come down record so that'd be the sunday morning things are not good sure um the alka seltzer it's the alka seltzer record yes the ice pack on the forehead yes and then the third record is kind of the wild card. So if the first one is up, the second one is down. Okay. The third one is kind of side to side. It's the uh it's the chaos. It's kind of the the jokerified record. It's it's everything's dark but but there's a humor in in the Okay. the bleakness. Sure. So it's just it's kind of like it's like the graduate where they're on the bus and they're like saying, "Yeah." what's next yeah and it's death is what's next okay and a nosebleed or just a new oh no i'm thinking of midnight cowboys sorry yeah yeah right yes they're not slapping the hood of the car right and i'm walking here which was uh ad-libbed by dustin hoffman yeah you know that i can't get anything you can't you can't slip your dustin hoffman (laughs) trivia by me he's doing good right dusty you can't get your dusty dusty 101 (laughs) you're gonna fail you try to stump me there is probably somebody who actually identifies as a Dustin Hoffman mega fan who's just like, right. honestly, is just like, no one can get, no one can stump me with Dustin Hoffman trivia. That's a lonely club. Be a That's pretty a pretty lonely, lonely club. club. Yeah. I ate a turkey uh, that Dustin Hoffman uh, sent at one point. Okay. 
that's a story for another time, I guess. But. Well, no, it's not. It's a story for, why would that be for another time? I need for to your know Dustin right Hoffman now. theme. How, how on, what, how does he just, does he just send turkeys? Um, when I first moved to LA uh-huh. in 2012, I knew, I knew, I didn't have very many close relationships, but someone I was friends with was a friend of the show, John Daly. Sure. And he invited me to a Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. With a former assistant of Dustin Hoffman, mm-hmm. who I guess every year in perpetuity will send a turkey out to anyone who's ever worked for Dustin Hoffman. Really? So I think it's hundreds and hundreds of turkeys. So he's sending these turkeys out. Yeah, wow. He's sending out turkeys. And so so he, we were the recipient of this, uh, of this turkey. Now, I don't, I don't eat turkey myself, but I still, you know. Sure. Got to get a whiff of it. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. This is a turkey from... Touched by Hoffman. Touched by Dustin Hoffman. Oh, that's a pretty... It's rare air. That is pretty rare air. Yeah. That is... Not many people can claim... Can lay claim to having eaten a turkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this guy just turning around? He's just turning around. Um, so should we... Do you want me to sing you yeah, some Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love it. <clears throat> These are from the confusing third yes, yes. record of the trilogy. Um, and the, one of the songs, how many do you want me to do? You do whatever you want to do. I could do three. Let's do three. One, I could do one that's um, inspired by you. Okay. You've heard this one. Uh, mm. It references you. Yeah. And we were hanging out one night and you laid a, a, a quote on me uh-huh. that I thought was so delicious i i turned it into a song lyric that's awesome that's the the harry cruz quote right yes the author harry cruz who said that uh they don't want you to it was some version of like you gotta just do they don't want you to like write like they want you to just go to the zoo every day right and just uh feed peanuts to the animals right. i forget what it was and they want that's, you to do it seven that's the days gist. a week that's yeah the I'm, gist. I'm not getting it right but it is just a quote that i thought of has definitely resonated the, th- the thought of which has the like the, the yeah. meaning behind it has resonated yeah it it rang my bell for sure and uh so it's indebted to you mm-hmm. well, that's sweet. um that's the least campfirey of the of them all but okay. i but i will give it a shot um yeah. uh in honor of you and uh and then one i've never p- played live at all okay so we'll just go for it okay okay here we go i got a question but i'm afraid to ask it do 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 i got a question but i'm afraid to ask it are there snakes I'm not a dancer Oh, oh, oh I asked that question Oh, but please, baby Don't answer I'm calling you, baby So you can understand I built up the nerve So I can be your man All I want to know 
But I'm afraid to ask it Are there snakes in the basket? I can dance, but I'm not a dancer Oh, oh, oh I asked that question Oh, but please, baby, don't answer the guitar solo. I messed up the end, but... No, I love it. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, that'll be played with an electric guitar on the final okay. version. Just yeah. FYI. Sure. Um, all right, you want another? Yes, please. Okay. What's this one? Uh, this one, the name... I think maybe you've heard this one before. I've played it... Uh, I played it at Jason Walliner's um, a Benefit last year, I Oh, believe. yeah. That's right. It's about David Geffen. Well, That's it's right. about late stage capitalism. But the painting. The painting. Yes. Yes, I know. I love this song. It's called uh, David Geffen's Jackson Pollock. <clears throat> I found David Geffen's Jackson. I fell off a truck near the beach At least that's where I got it Tried to move it for a record Two hundred million dollars But these jackals These vampires They offered me Something much smaller Of the 
his abstract impressionist work. But whatever you call it, it was David Geffen's Jackson Pollock. When I showed up. Lifted my coat up to reveal the painting. Pig suddenly rolled up, afraid that this might happen. Pulled out a box cutter. Their faces slackened as it pushed against the canvas. I knelt down. Climbed right in what might have been the world's slowest getaway, but I still had David Yeffins, Jackson, Pollock, but I still had David Yeffins, Jackson, Pollock, but I still had David Yeffins. Jackson Holly. I love that song. I've heard you do that song a couple times. You have? There was also a uh, Nithia. Show. Oh, that's right. That's right. Nithya in concert. Right. What was that? Nithya Raman, yeah, running. She's in a runoff for uh, district council of this neighborhood. Yeah. City council. And she's making it very, uh, she's being very, very, uh, it's like she's rising to the challenge now in yeah. the face of this stuff. Yeah. Like some people shrink vanish she is not no she's not and i mean it's a it's a perfect storm of of everything she's been you know not to i know you don't want to get Mm -hmm. political but anyway it's a good time to the writing is on the wall so yes the world needs heroes (laughs) and the world needs people who to do the work yeah and she's one of the people doing the work and not all heroes wear capes tom no that's true but they do wear masks. They do. Bane-like masks. Bane-like masks. And you know what I'm going to say to you? Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's always a pleasure, and you know I love you, and you're going to be great. I love you, too. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Okay. Drive safe. Well, that was a fun show, and I appreciate everybody listening, and thanks to Nick Thorburn and Philly Boy Roy and everybody for being a part of it. And just remember, you follow the best show, uh, best show for number four life. Patreon is, be- is patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. We don't take ads. That's how you support the show. So do that. Thanks everybody. Best will be back. We're not going anywhere and we're going somewhere at the same time. <gasps> how about that? <laughs> <laughs>